one eight seven seven eight silver is the number. As you know by now, guildhallwealth.com, how to use your registered funds, RESPs, RRSPs, TFSAs, lifts, rifts, liras, all the information is there. You'll hear about it today on the show, of course. And there is always the e-store. You can start investing in physical metals right from your own home. Just need a computer and a couple minutes to do so. And I uh, want to mention this as well before we get underway here, Darren and Paul, that for uh, the offer you guys just put on the table now, for every 100 ounces of silver uh, you purchase through the e-store, you will get an ounce of silver thrown in there as well. Some conditions apply, so call or check out the website for more uh, more details. That is my spiel for now. Anyway, Darren, how you doing, pal? Not too bad, John. Good. We had a uh, pretty good week, actually. A lot of customers coming in on this dip in the market and We've talked for a very long time to our clients and our listeners about the importance of understanding value in these particular markets because nobody, and I repeat, nobody has a functioning crystal ball when it comes to silver and gold. So we look at value, we look at where the market is relative to where it had been, and just a few weeks ago with silver at 1850 and gold approaching $1,300 an ounce. This uh, represents, with a little pullback in the market, among the best value we've seen year to date. So in uh, in April, we were talking about the possibility of silver trudging towards the 20-plus range. And of course, we're looking for that all-important number of $24 an ounce, which would set off a complete mm-hmm. chain of events. We didn't get it, and we've got a little bit of a pullback here representing yet another good opportunity. So we've got a lot of uh, registered accounts that have come in this week. Congratulations and welcome to the firm. A lot of RSP buyers. Uh, the season for taxes is good. done and completed. A lot of people getting their tax money uh, back and getting that into registered accounts, many TFSA accounts. We opened up a number of RIF and, and Lira accounts this week as well, yeah, Paul. especially uh, you know clients that have been sitting on the fence and they're smart buyers. They look at the price of gold and silver. Silver off is off, you know, down 15% since the beginning of the year. It's a buying opportunity. Um, I love to see, you know, markets that are a little turbulent. That's where you make money, where the, where prices are going up and down. And the smart money, um, in my opinion, is starting to buy in. We hit a low uh, this week of 1606 um, as we're taping the show Thursday afternoon, we're trading at 1627 silver. Gold is 122465, uh, both in US dollars. Um, I think uh, this is an incredible price. Um, we're waiting to see the markets move up. We know, the, you know, the Fed has already put one rate increase this year. They were talking about four. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, gold and, and silver has always been that safe haven, and you know, everybody since Trump has got elected, they're very, very uh, high on the stock market. But what goes up must come down. And it's a fact. And I think you're going to see a retracement in the Dow and the NASDAQ. Uh, this is a great opportunity to own gold and silver, in my opinion, at a great, great price. $16.27 for silver, twelve twenty four sixty five gold. I think there is more upside than downside. Remember, gold and silver is not a stock. It can't go to zero. It costs money to bring gold and silver out of the ground. Gold, basically, in in a lot of cases, and silver in a lot of cases, is a byproduct of gold, copper, and zinc mining. There is no new silver mines out there. So the cost of production is very, very close to what it's actually selling now. And whether you want to buy gold and silver... Use our e-store. Go to guildhallwealth.com, right-hand corner. You can buy gold and silver. You can buy one-ounce bars, 10-ounce bars, 100-ounce bars of silver, silver maples. Same with gold. Um, You know, for the smaller investor just getting started, we have combo packs, which starts off with 10 silver maples, one 10-ounce bar, and two one-ounce bars is a 22-ounce combo. We have a 50-ounce combo, a 100-ounce combo, and a 200-ounce combo. Um, For the larger player or the larger investor, we have a depository which is safe, secure, allocated, segregated product so that you can go visit your product. You can put that into a depository, go visit your product. It's a safe way to own gold and silver. You can also put it into a TFSA, an RSP, a Lira Lift, any one of these registered plans if you believe gold and silver is going to move up. Um, As I said, from the beginning of the year, silver was up a total of around about 18%. We've dropped down to a profit up on the year of 3%. Mm-hmm. So there is more upside than downside. Great opportunity. 
And for every 100 ounces that you buy through the e-store, we're going to give you one ounce of silver completely free of charge, just as a little incentive. You know, you buy a couple of 100-ounce bars, take the two-ounce bars, give them to your kids, your grandkids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a way to get started. One eight seven seven eight silverguildhallwealthcom is, well, Darren, I know you talk about a lot of uh, geopolitical stuff and, and, and the states as well. I mean, Paul just mentioned uh, Trump, so how about that? How's our friend, the, uh, the Mango Mussolini? What's, uh, what's his effect on gold and silver lately? Well, insanity always impacts things, right, in the short term especially. But without knowing too far in advance what decisions he might or might not make, if he sticks to his platform, it's pro-gold. So we expect over the next period of 36 months or so that the price of both silver and gold will trend higher based on those pro-gold policies. I think that there's a lot that he wants to do, but it involves a lot of money printing. It involves a lot of tightening of the strings in, in some areas and loosening in others. But the net effect will be that a lot of money gets printed between now and the end of his tenure, if he makes it. Uh, but that being said, in the short term, uh, we don't believe that the prices where we're seeing gold and silver right now will last. I mean, if you look at last week, two things happened. Number one, the FOMC uh, met, which is basically the, the heads of the federal banks in, in the U.S., and they meet with Janet Yellen to discuss the direction of the economy. And, of course, they made the announcement midweek last week that there could be the potential for two more rate hikes uh, coming later in 2017. And of, as a result, of course, that has a direct, that verbiage has a direct impact on gold and silver. Middle of the week, both metals fell down. Gold broke below 17 and uh, down into the 1650 range. And by end of week and coming into Monday of this past week, we saw uh, gold and silver both peter down to points at which now they seem to be stabilizing. So again, we don't expect that to last for very long and those values won't be around for very long. But uh, take a look at the broad markets. There's a lot happening right now that needs to be discussed. And one of the main themes that we've been dealing with in the show is real estate. And unfortunately, as many of our colleagues that are in the real estate business, as many of our clients might be in the real estate business, there comes a time where every cycle must have a bust. And if you look across the board at the warning signs, the shots are being fired right across that bow. And we are seeing a lot of the companies that deal in, uh, first off, the private mortgage industry uh, coming to heads, loggerheads, if you will, with what expectations are. The perfect example of that is we've been following the story in Home Capital Group, of course, just a few weeks ago. It's in the news every day. That stock was trading, you know, multiple times higher. And of course, they announced that they had to take some short-term lending, uh, borrowed from the Ontario, from Hoop, the Ontario uh, Retired Health Workers Pension. And of course, that $2 billion that they sunk into there will do very little if, in fact, the rest of the market around them start to see the same effects. And no sooner did we see that happen than their stock just basically started to collapse. So there's still value there. Of course, they're buying it up, the bailouts. But again, that theme of the bailouts is really, really on everybody's mind right now. And although uh, we've got record numbers for real estate prices here in the GTA and across Canada, we've experienced some things, I would look no further than what has happened over the last 12 months in Vancouver as a good example of what would transpire. Already, I can tell you that there is a uh, small percentage of borrowers that are going into foreclosure in the Vancouver area. And that is because on the whole, Vancouver has now lost approximately 30% over the last 12 months in home values. And again, that might not be a lot for a house that was valued at three or $4 million uh, to a person who can withstand that. But what about the people who are speculating on homes that were just around a million dollars, heavily speculating in condo development and condo buying. And this is a really, really uh, hit hit uh, right in the square of what the problem economically is going to be here because so much revolves around the housing market. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. What say you, Paul? Well, the, the other thing that we have to look at is, you know, uh, President Trump, I mean, what he says and what he does are two different things. I mean, he seems to be, I mean, I don't know whether his president, presidency comes with a bucket and spade, but he digs himself <laughs> a hole every single day. So, yeah. you know, we look at, he started uh, on Canada with the soft lumber and the dairy, you know, he's left Mexico alone. We've got an invisible wall that's there somewhere. Um you know, this week we, he fired the head of the FBI, um, 
and every channel that you put on, that's all they're talking about, whether it's legitimate or illegitimate, whether he was uh, trying to avoid being uh, investigated with this Russian connection. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all the things that are important, like, you know, a tax reform. I mean, he tried the health care. They've got, got through. It's still got to go to, to that lower house to, you know, get approved. May not ever happen. Um, but if you look at infrastructure, I mean, infrastructure is it's job creation. I mean, if you go to America, and I go to the States quite a lot, you know, everything's falling apart. The, the roads are falling apart. The bridges are falling a lot apart. New York, LaGuardia is like a third world country. I mean, that airport is just a shambles. Um, but again, then they came, he came out with a one-page, uh, you know, tax reform. You know, there's more riding on Angelina Jolie's back than there is in that tax reform bill. I mean, it's nothing. There's, you know, everything that this guy wants to do uh, is BS. And everybody goes along with it. I mean, the smart people, this, it's like being at a blackjack game. You're in the stock market. If you're in a blackjack game and you keep on betting till you lose, once you lose, you walk away from that table. And this is what's happening in, in the stock market, the Dow, the NASDAQ. The, the NASDAQ, for example, 45% of the NASDAQ is five companies. Goldman Sachs in the Dow, I think, is 20% or up to about 20% of the Dow. You know, it's it's incredible, and people keep on putting their money in, but they're going to put their money in till they lose. And, you know, when, this, when the market starts to sell off, there is going to be more sellers than buyers. And we've seen this before. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, calling for some gloom and doom. You know, people like Rubini, uh, he's saying that the market is going to come off and there's going to be a huge correction. That can only be good for gold and silver. We look at gold and silver, whether you put it in the depository or an RSP, a TFSA, any one of those accounts, it's going to cost you around about 1.25, 1.3%, one-tenth of 1% per month to store and insure your product. Now, do you think over the next four years, gold and silver is going to move up more than 5%? Absolutely. Because if you think that, this is the time to buy gold and silver. Silver's trading, as I said, 1627. Gold has moved up a little bit while we're on the air, 1225. Um, I think it's a great opportunity. Go to our e-store, pick up some product, take it home. You can pick it up, take it home. We'll deliver anything over $350. We'll deliver free of charge. And don't forget, on 100 ounces of silver, we're going to give you a one ounce right. bar free of charge. Conditions apply, sure. Well, when we come back, listen, we're going to talk a little more about an article found in the Financial Post this week written by uh, Joe Oliver. He's a specialist to the Financial Post called How the Budget's Bank Bail-In Changes could cost Canadian depositors. We're also going to talk about an article from Lifestyle Magazine called For World's Super Rich, A Pink Diamond is Forever. To let you know a little more about the mentality of what people are doing when they buy a pink diamond. And the diamond chat coming up later in the show as well. The number one eight seven seven eight silver online, guildhallwealth.com. Your registered accounts, the e-store as well, up in the top right corner. The Real Money Show continues. Talk radio, AM 640. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number. It's guildhallwealth.com. I want to remind you again, the precious metal advisor, the investor kit penned by uh, Darren for the most part, is available to sign up for that. If you're using the e-store now, uh, Every time or when you purchase 100 ounces of silver, the uh, Guildhall guys will throw you an ounce of silver as well. Some conditions apply. Consult the uh, the website or make a phone call. For more details on that, Darren. Well, in the first segment, we touched base on a couple of the buying trends we're seeing at Guildhall, and Paul talked a little bit about how to get into that market. And uh, we also mentioned a little bit about the failing mortgage industry here, or the very telltale beginning signs, the tip of the iceberg, so to speak, of the failing mortgage industry here and what's happening. And we have uncovered, and again, a story we've been discussing for, I mean, the better part of the last year and a half, well before any of the papers or mainstream media were, were talking about, the idea that these private mortgage companies are starting to become unraveled. And essentially, they're taking on more and more and more mortgages and then going back to their lenders to ask for more and more credit in order to generate more and more mortgages. And eventually, there comes a time when if we do see a pullback in the industry in terms of home values, specifically like they're seeing in Vancouver, of all places, many people listening probably don't even realize that the year-over-year -year drops on average in Vancouver as the core is approaching 30% value. 
And if that were to happen to your house right now, ask yourself a couple simple questions, whether you speculate on a property or own a property. If the value of your house dropped 30%, are you in a position to cover up the difference on the mortgage? Number two, are you in a position to take advantage of it? Number three, would you lose your house? And a lot of people, unfortunately, don't have the money, John, in this day and age with home prices as high as they are to put down 30% or more in order to withstand that kind of economic change. And it only took 12 months for it to happen. And uh, we've seen in 2008, 9, 10, 11, what can happen when housing markets fall apart like they did down in the U.S. And remember, we are not going to be any different than what happened in the U.S. in terms of subjecting our mortgages to other types of risky or increasingly risky investments if the underlying assets, the mortgages themselves, are not of the high caliber value that the banks deem them to be. Well, never mind your mortgages. I mean, I read this week on Twitter that the average Canadian is 200 bucks away from being able to pay all their bills. That's the line, well, $200 away. The, the interesting thing is one of the largest six banks in Canada just bought into home capital. Um, is that because, you know, they're worried about the mortgages? They don't want to write them off, so they want to keep everything, all the balls thrown up in the air and balancing? Um, you know, I, I think you're going to see some things happen. Uh you can't keep on seeing prices move up in real estate without it coming off. You can't see the stock market keep moving up without a correction. Now, you know, when it gets to a stage when there's more sellers and buyers, we see havoc uh, happen. I mean, I've seen in the real estate market since I've been in, in Canada since 1971, I've seen it twice where people walked away from their homes. Mm. They couldn't cover the mortgage. The prices fell 30 40%. And guess what? We only got 10, 15% equity in the home. Are you going to pay that extra 25%? I don't think so. You know, most people will walk away and rent. And even, you know, in the mid 80s, um, you know, people were selling their homes at the highest and went out and rented. You know, that was the smart money. You can afford rent back then. You can't now. Well, Gosh, I guess that, now the rents story. have gone a little stupid because yeah. there's no rent control and people can do whatever they want to do. Well, when you get to that point where small town, Small town, you know, 35,000 or less population and the homes in the suburb areas and even what would be considered rural just 10 years, 15 years ago are approaching a million dollars on new home builds for 3,000 square foot homes. I mean, that's insane. Like You're getting to that point where how does the average person pay? I, I would assume people listening to this very show... Not a week goes by where you ask yourself when a new neighbor moves in, how did they afford that? I know. How did you afford to buy that home? What do you do for a living? The money from the parents. Well, that happens, of course. Generational generational wealth. But that's coming to an end, Paul, because this baby boomer generation, we've now seen that, in fact, there are more seniors than there are kids. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a change. And, of course, the support system in place for that is going to drain a huge amount of money off the top of that money that would have otherwise got transferred down to the next generation. So, really, you can't see uh, too far in the future uh, a housing industry existing in the same parameters. You just can't. But uh, there is an article this week from the Financial Post. Actually, it's outdated. It is not from this week. It's from April the 20th, written by Joe Oliver, specialist to the Financial Post, called How the Budget's Bank Bail-In Changes Could Cost Canadian Depositors. Now, this is a side note, but equally important to understand that if our economy was to weaken, say, because of a housing event of some sort or a mortgage breakdown on the private lenders, there is a section within our federal budget, believe it or not, that actually talks about bail-ins and how the Canadian government, if deemed necessary, could actually take some of our money in the form of savings or pensions or otherwise uh, to be used to recapitalize banks if there were any situation. Now, those that are following along know full well when 2007 through 2009 happened, our more conservative banks uh, survived. They weathered the storm. They really didn't have to be bailed out at all because of those conservative bank practices and what we deem to be very prudent oversight by the uh, OSFI, which is the Office of Superintendent of Financial Institutions. But that doesn't mean that if something major were to occur in which we had a significant downturn in one industry that put tons of pressure on the banking industry, that there would be an outcome that couldn't be different from that. And uh, I would highly encourage, rather than spending too much time on this article, 
I would highly encourage that if you haven't read the article, ask for it. We're happy to give it out this week. It's free of charge. We'll make it one of the articles of the week. And uh, if you just simply go to the Guildhall website, ask for the Joe Oliver um, report on the Canadian deposit bail-in federal Mm -hmm. uh, budget article and we're happy to give it to you. Just ask for the Joe Oliver article and we'll give that to you. But the fact is the Canadian government could and and would if in the pressure position to do so, take money out of our out of our earnings to recapitalize the bank system and they can do that legally. Well, I think you're going to see gold and silver start to rise. There's an an interesting article has just come over the wire from Reuters uh, out of Ottawa. It says concerns about Canada's heavily indebted households and hot housing market ratcheted higher on Thursday after Moody's downgraded the ratings for Canada's major banks, sending shares of the lenders lower and weakening Canada's currency. Mm. And it goes on to say uh, Canada's household debt to income ratio has risen to a record high of 167% and house prices have more than doubled in the two biggest markets, Toronto and Vancouver, since 2009. The downgrade is expected to turn banks and investors more cautious about Canada's long housing boom and heady mortgage market. And it also goes on about home capital and whatever. But it's going to come. I mean, there's going to be a correction in the housing market. There's definitely going to be a correction in the stock market. It's like, you know, all the cylinders can't be all up in the air at once. Mm -hmm. Gold and silver has been low. Uh, in my opinion, I think you're going to see a terrific, terrific return. You know, silver's trading, you know, over $16, $16.27, $16.28 U.S. dollars. Um, I can easily see it going, moving up to $20 within the next couple of months. So, you know, we get a, a 30% increase from where we are, you know, and again, what we're offering at, at Guild Hall uh, through Quest Trade, we're even offering margin accounts. So what the margin account means is instead of you putting up 100% of the money, you're putting up 40% of the money. So you're owning 2.5% of the product. So let's take, for example, if you were buying, instead of buying 4,000 ounces of silver, now you can buy 10,000 ounces of silver. Good leveraging Silver there. moves up $4. You're going to make $40,000 for that type of investment, and you're only going to probably put up 40000 So you're actually going to double your money if you you know use the margin. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, if people don't like risk, own it physical, take it home, put it in our depository, or use, you know, a registered plan, whether it's an RSP, TFSA, uh, a locked-in lira, any one of the registered accounts you can put gold and silver into. And a TFSA, to me, is the best place to put. It's a tax-free saving account. We remind people listening, too, that although we have favorites and we like to suggest or make suggestions of what we're doing with our own money, we are not your financial planners or your advisors. We do highly recommend that you consult with them, mm-hmm. uh, with the people you trust with your money, and do your due diligence to understand whether this not makes sense for you or not. But what Paul is just pointing out are some of the options we have at Guildhall, but the truth is that if you're listening to this show and you just want to get started, there's nothing easier than logging on, using your PayPal account, and buying some silver or gold right off our website. It gets Easy. delivered free of charge, over $350 purchase, and uh, it couldn't be easier. It's simple to do. There's lots of great choice there, lots of coins and bars, and a lot of different options for you there. Now, as you're accumulating, you may also want to consider the Buyer of the Month Club, the Coin of the Month Club. Any of those types of things that you want to say, we have those options available at Guild Hall. If you want to do the buyer's club of any kind, you can set that up also so that a specific dollar value comes out of the account every month or a specific type of bullion gets bought every month. A lot of people like that program. And if you're accumulating and you need a safe place to store it, remember, that's the depository account. We have all those options covered and we're happy as experts in this arena to cover all of them when you do call in or touch base with us anytime. I wouldn't even consider not using the depository, especially if you're going to be a repeat buyer. It doesn't make sense. Well, you, lose, you? you lose liquidity. You can't buy and sell it. Quickly. I don't want it in my house. Well, that's what the problem is. Right. I mean, if you even if you have a safe deposit box, you know, a thousand ounces of silver weighs seventy pounds. You know, five thousand ounces of silver. You need a wheelbarrow to you know yep. get it backwards and forwards, and these markets are turbulent. They move up and down. When you know, for example, if silver's trading at sixteen twenty-five and it jumps up to twenty dollars, 
it doesn't do you any harm if you want to take some money off the table to sell a little bit of product and again buy on the dip and that's what a lot of our smart clients do they buy on the dips they understand they we call them in the business stackers they buy every single week or every month a certain amount of silver or gold it doesn't matter what price they buy it at. They know in the long run it's going to just keep on going up and up and up. It's not a stock. It can't go to zero. You know, the cost of bringing gold and silver out of the ground hasn't got that much cheaper. I mean, there's a lot of companies that have made, especially in the mining, they've made some terrific reductions in the cost of producing gold and silver. But if you've got a mine that's a copper mine or a zinc mine, you know, and the byproduct is silver. If you're not getting your prices on commodities, you're not going to mine. It just doesn't make sense. So there's going to be a supply and demand. There is less silver today than there was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And we've always maintained it's better to be one week too early in your purchases than one day too late. Whether it's two months too early, eventually gold and silver is going to take off and you're going to miss the boat and you need to be in this investment. one silver online to guildhallwealth.com. What have we got coming up there? When we come back, we're going to talk about pink diamonds and why they are forever. And also, we're going to give you five bullish reasons why silver will continue higher this year. Stick around. The number again, one eight seven seven eight silver online guildhallwealth.com. As Paul mentioned earlier, TFSA, other registered accounts, a good way to start. The e-store as well. And if you're purchasing through the e-store for every 100 ounces of silver you purchase, some conditions apply, you'll get an ounce of silver to go along with. Stick around. A short break. Back with more of The Real Money Show. Talk radio, AM 640. It's pink. It's his diamond. And it's his shirt. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com or guildhalldiamonds.com as well. Some high-res photography of what is arguably the uh, the biggest and best collection of yellow diamonds uh, there is. But we're going to flip over to pinks for a moment, right, uh, Darren? We are. We have an article this week, and of course, we're going to spend some time delving into why it's equally important as an investor, if you're thinking of gold and silver, to also be thinking about a natural fancy colored diamond. These two assets go hand in hand. If you are going to take the time to understand and develop some education, some due diligence about the reasons for putting such quality assets like gold and silver into a long-term portfolio, then you have to give the same type of respect and understanding and gain that education and do your due diligence when it comes to natural fancy colored diamonds. We have an unbelievable selection mm-hmm. of colored diamonds, some of the nicest in the world in their categories. And of course, Paul spends a tremendous amount of time all over the world, calling, visiting, seeing people, a lot of people coming to us, developing that inventory of diamonds. These are all diamonds which we ourselves would own and have owned and do own. And of course, when it comes to owning a colored diamond like gold and silver, there's a starting point for everything. This week, we're going to spend a little bit of time on pink diamonds. A lot of people don't have a budget to start at thirty or forty or fifty thousand for a pink or more. They may want to start with a yellow, put that into their portfolio. But again, this week we're going to talk a little bit about pink diamonds. Paul, why do you like pink diamonds so much? Well, the reason I like pink diamonds, I mean, first of all, uh, majority of our pink diamonds come from the Argyle mine. Now, the Argyle mine is in Western Australia, and they produce 90% of the world's diamonds. 90% of the world's diamonds. Yet it's only one-tenth of 1% of that production of that it's mine. It's like a byproduct, right? Yeah. Now, the mine is uh, supposedly supposed to be closing in 2018, maybe 2019. The diamonds, it's getting, they have to go deeper and deeper and deeper to find diamonds, and they're getting smaller and smaller. Now, the quality of diamond, the pink diamonds that we sell, are of the highest quality. The first thing, you know, I was taught in this business, it's called natural fancy colored diamonds. The thing that you look for is color. Now, these pink diamonds are incredible in color, especially from the Argyle mine. They are, to me, they're they're like fruit flavors. They're strawberry color, raspberry color. Mm Um, the hues, the scintillation, the fire that comes off of these diamonds is absolutely incredible. Now, because we only sell, you know, to find an internally flawless pink diamond is practically impossible, and we've had a few. Um, normally, they in our trade, they're called recuts. What they do is they take a diamond that may, may have been a VS, um, and they're going to lose a portion of that diamond by cutting and polishing, mm-hmm. Any inclusion, especially if it's on the surface, 
you know, they may lose 15, 20% of that diamond to get it to internally flawless. So it's a risk. You know, when you start cutting and polishing diamonds, you know, they can shatter. So if you've got a diamond that's $300,000, do you want to take a risk and try to turn it into a little better quality um, and possibly lose that diamond? So that's the reason, you know, there's no internally flawless out there. They just don't come. But what we do at Guildhall Diamonds and Guildhall Wealth is we only choose VS quality, which means very slightly included. They are the most rarest diamonds to find. The colors we find, we go for fancy, intense, and vivid. We go for very strong colors. Um, cuts we love are emerald cut, which in, in actual fact, an emerald cut is normally about 40% more than a regular cushion or a radiant hmm. or a pear shape because it has to be a perfect diamond. So we love pinks and Again, in, in some cases, in the pinks that have been going into auction and large pink diamonds, we only sell minimum of a quarter carat uh, in pinks. They're small, but incredibly rare, incredibly beautiful. And we go up, you know, when you go up to a half a carat and over, the prices start to get crazy. And when you go into three quarters of a carat and when you go over, over a carat, um, you know, the prices become outrageous mm -hmm. um i had a one of my largest suppliers that i buy from one of my cutters and polishers that supplies some of the largest biggest jewelry companies in the u.s was looking for a 1.15 to one and a half carat pink intense vs and i was ha happen happened to have a 1.58 intense wow but you're looking at 400,000 U.S. Jeez. a carat. It's not for everybody. But that type of diamond is in, going to increase in value as much as 35 40% a year because it's so rare, so incredibly hard to find. You know, there's lots of diamonds out there. There is for a reason as well. You know, uh, I was having a discussion yesterday with somebody about white diamonds. Now, there's white diamonds by the billion. I mean, they're, yeah, they're truckloads. When you first meet someone and you get engaged or, you know, you're not buying that white diamond for an investment. You're buying for the person you love. Mm -hmm. uh, you think you're doing the Sentiment. right. It's a sentimental, you know, it's an impulse item. Um, but, you know, you try to buy a diamond, a G or an H quality over a carat, maybe a VS whatever si1 there's millions and millions of them uh you know de beers have enough white diamonds to fill two double decker buses that's a lot of white diamonds um when you get to color you can't find we had a client come in this week and we were talking about pinks darren what what did he say about our website uh versus or trying to find even from Rappaport argyle pinks of the quality that we carry well, we had a buyer who remarked that he used a colleague in another country, another part of the world, uh, somebody he trusts, um, and this this buyer, although not in the color diamond business, is in the white diamond business, knew a lot about diamonds in general, though, of course, that mm -hmm. covers color diamonds as well, and just remarked that uh, Guild Hall knows exactly what they're doing. What the site is showing is truthful about what color diamonds are gaining and what color diamonds are doing for investors uh, worldwide. And of course, it was a nice piece of flattery to get. And it just goes to show you that uh, there are lots of people out there in the world who think they're selling something, but end up giving you less than what you're getting. Uh, with Guild Hall, I can't tell you how many times we've come across the foremost best diamond dealers in the world, and all of them know us, and all of them know who we are, and all of them you know, have participated with us at some point and been a partner, so to speak, mm -hmm. in finding those quality diamonds. And at first, we'll admit it was difficult. It wasn't easy to build the road that we, we went up. And of course, we had to climb a mountain that was huge. It was Mount Everest in terms of the learning curve of where to go and how to do it. But that's become so refined and so scientific, and, and we're leaders in the field. We understand how to find quality stones and where to get those and how to get them in our clients' pockets. And um, Well, one of the things, though, Darren, I mean, you know, people come to us and they say, um, you know, will you buy our diamond? Well, if a customer has purchased it from us, we will help them sell it through our website, through um, our clients, our collectors. We will help them sell that diamond. 
we are probably only the, the one and only company that will take a diamond back. Most people that are in this diamond business, when you buy a diamond, they say, we sell diamonds, we don't buy diamonds. Right. Um, so it's a question of when you're buying a diamond, especially a pink or a yellow internally flawless, you're buying it as a legacy. You're buying it as an investment. If you're buying this to flip it like a house or flip it like a stock, this no. is not for you. You know, if you hold a diamond 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, you are going to get a fabulous return. If you're trying to, you know, flip it in six months, you know, we have 13% sales tax here in Canada, in Ontario. You know, so you've got to cover 13%. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were doing it in Hong Kong, there's no sales tax. So you're 13% better off. But these are diamonds. They're a legacy. It, they are so beautiful. It's something, you know, if you've got three daughters, two daughters, and you buy a couple of diamonds, you put it away for, in your estate planning, it's a legacy for them. You know, the last thing that you want to sell is a colored diamond because it will keep on increasing in value. One eight seven seven eight silver and guildhalldiamonds.com as well to check out the collection. And what Paul is basically saying is what we've talked about at seminar at length, and that's the idea that owning a color diamond is much, much more about a milestone ownership, a milestone investment as we call it at Guildhall. And not only would you want to think about owning a color diamond for the purposes of putting aside for your kids as they age and grow their own families, but... Think how fast paper money gets spent. Will it be the same value when it gets uh, given uh, upon somebody's passing? Will it buy as much? Will it, uh, will it compete with inflation? How fast will somebody spend it because it's right there and it quickly can be spent versus something that holds value, that gains value year after year? And, and with that in mind, we have an uh, article from Lifestyle Magazine called For World's Super Rich, A Pink Diamond is Forever. And it's written by Sarah Hemrajani. And, of course, she's done a lot of articles on colored diamonds. And this is out of London. And uh, she says here in the uh, first paragraph of this article, for the world's super rich, the investment of choice is increasingly becoming a very rare fancy pink diamond, an asset class that this year has set records at auction. She quotes uh, a person by the name of Tobias Cormine, which is the managing director of a place called 77 Diamonds, and says that in his shop in London in the Mayfair district, which of course is a very expensive district to go shopping in, the trend for colored stones has gathered strength and the world emerged from financial crisis. And as that crisis has become um, more of an afterthought as opposed to uh, something that's about to happen again, I think more importantly what the world has done is spend time reassessing what's important to them. Should I try to gain wealth from doing what my father did or what my grandfather did in terms of building wealth, which was to buy a stock and hold on to it long term? You didn't buy and sell. Day trading is a concept that's brand new to us as an entity. We've been trading stock markets for 100 plus years, but the reality is that we've only become recently aware of high frequency trading in the era of computers and things of that nature. The idea of building wealth is about long term. It's about being able to buy something when you're in that uh, growing age where you're developing disposable income, where you have money to put aside to do this, and then be prepared for when retirement comes, being prepared for when your kids are old enough to have their own families or need to be put through school. And that's exactly why you would own a colored diamond. Not because you want to day trade, not because you think in 24 months or 36 months or even 60 months or even 10 years necessarily that you're going to need to sell it. Don't buy it if that's, that's mm -hmm. the way you're thinking about something. Stick to gold and silver. But this article really highlights the idea that very savvy investors have caught on to the fact that these colored stones are incredibly rare. And that is, again, something we knew would happen. We know it's being bled into the mainstream and eventually you're going to see funds. You're going to see hand over fist people talking about the idea of colored diamonds. And that means increased liquidity. It means buying and selling is happening more frequently on the world stage. But it also means that the smart people are taking their pink diamonds in particular and putting them in the back of the safe. There are many reasons for this. And we wrote an article, I personally penned an article just a few weeks ago about the falling reserves at the Argyle mine, which is the mine Paul just discussed. The parent company is Rio Tinto. It's where the Argyle, the famous Argyle pink diamonds come from. Their ore reserves are starting to fall drastically. And I don't mean, you know, they've got only 15, 20 years left. 
their mine life is near the end. We're at the better part of the end. In fact, we've already hit the peak, come off, and we're at the very end. Whether that's two years, three years, we don't know yet, but we're very close to seeing the end of that. That means 80% of the world's pink diamonds are going to go vanish. No longer will they exist. No more. What an investment of a lifetime. If you knew that now, if you knew that you could buy a house in Toronto for 300000 and in 15 years from now it would be worth $2 million. If you knew that, would you do it? Obviously. Of course you would, especially if you're speculating, you have the money to do it. You're not thinking about flipping the house. You're not thinking about doing it that way. So, I mean, again, this is an article we want to share with everybody. Again, ask for the pink diamond article and we'll include it in the the articles of the week. If you're subscribed to the Precious Metals Advisor, you can call directly. And again, this is a very key concept when it comes to owning pink diamonds and the reasons why our investors are so happy that they bought pink diamonds. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com to see the collection, guildhalldiamonds.com as well. We'll take a, a quick break here. More to come here on The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. One eight seven seven eight silver is that number, guildhallwealth.com, precious metal advisor, the investor kit using your registered funds to get physical metals into your accounts right now. You can do that. And a reminder as well, if you're using the e-store on the website for every 100 ounces of silver you purchase, you will receive one ounce of silver to go along with that. Some conditions apply. Consult the uh, the guys in the phone number or the website for more details. Darren. So people want to know where's silver heading, where's gold heading. Well, let me give you some insight into what we think about 2017. We think that not only will there be a rebound in pricing, that it'll be quite substantial. And I also think that before the end of quarter three, you're going to have seen this transpire. And again, these are the reasons why we think silver is going higher. Reason number one, we are very, very keen on following an important story. This is Indian demand. For our listeners, if you haven't been listening or watching or reading this story or following it, India has basically placed a very large tariff on importing gold, and it's caused a lot of commotion in their particular country. Of course, they've got a battle against cash going on. So, of course, a lot of investors have said, okay, forget gold, forget cash, we're turning to silver. We're seeing some of the highest demand in history in India right now for silver. And, of course, because of its relative size in comparison to other countries, has a lot of buying power in terms of the average per capita person. So expect that story to continue to develop. It is and has been the world's biggest silver importer for the last 24 months. So again, a lot of coin buying and uh, we expect that to drive silver prices. Bullish factor number two, inflation. Inflation will also fuel the price of silver this year, and inflation is set to keep rising, especially as the stock market keeps pushing higher. We don't know when the stock market bursts. We both believe here, Paul and I, Jeremy, everybody here at Guildhall believes it's only a matter of time, but you're seeing uh, all-time highs in the, the Dow Jones and the NASDAQs. You're seeing all kinds of these hallmark signs, and the warnings are there, but we also know that conditions can stay overbought for months on end. It happens in the silver market all the time. And you can see stock markets irrationally continue higher and higher, especially when you've got banks supporting the underlying buying there. So we expect that as that happens, the US dollar will stay strong, but it will in fact drive inflation. The key word is inflation. And gold and silver, historically, they love that. They go hugely higher. If you think back to the 70s, we experienced double-digit inflation when mortgage rates, I'm sure many of you listening know, were approaching 20-plus percent for a mortgage. You know, you're getting 12 to 15% on your savings accounts in the bank. This is when the price of silver and gold rallied some 3,000, 2,300% in gold for the decade 70 to 80, and in silver over 3,000%. This had a big role to play. Bullish factor number three, reduced short selling. The number of short bets on silver has fallen dramatically since August of 2016. Its continued decline uh, has led to positive sentiment in the silver market long term, and it presents value opportunity. And in time, that's going to translate into higher silver prices. So if you've been listening to that story and you uh, are always wondering, what are the banks doing? What are these big institutions that short gold or expect or short silver and expect it to go lower? Well, they've reduced their bets on it going lower. And usually what we see in the market for a rally is that the individual investor increases their bets that the price is going to go lower right now, maybe even. And of course they're wrong and they end up getting slaughtered in the process of seeing that happen. Bullish factor number four, 
strong demand worldwide. Despite the dip in silver prices um, at the end of 2016, demand for silver bullion remained very strong. The U.S. Mint and the Canadian Mint reported that sales of American Eagle coins and Canadian maples uh, stood uh, very, very well in line with what their expectations were. And of course, that was way more than what we expected to see. And last year set a record in, in uh, particular in American Eagles and Canadian Maples. So we expect that demand to continue on in 2017 as this story continues to develop. And bullish factor number five, we always return back to it. It's the gold-silver ratio. Mm-hmm. The continued retreat in the gold-silver ratio is going to attract more investors in the silver markets in 2017. It's one of the most useful metrics in the precious metals sector, and it's used to calculate the values of gold and silver relative to each other. And to find that ratio, you simply divide the gold price by the silver price, and of course, you'll get that ratio. That ratio did start to see a drop-off at the end of 2016, meaning silver was strengthening, and you're starting to see that relationship happen again. And of course, more recently, we've seen it battle back into the 70-plus range. In a good, strong bull movement market, you are going to see that ratio drop to somewhere to around 30 to 1. In the ultimate takeoff market, it will return to its its, its historic norm, which is 16 to 1. Now, if silver, if gold does nothing here, although I love gold and we own it, if it did nothing, right now it's at 75 to 1. Wow. So if it did nothing and silver climbed all the way to 16, that's multiple, multiple times higher for silver price right now as we speak. But we expect those to be five of the most bullish trends uh, continuing 2017 as we see these markets start to go. So what do you do? You take advantage of the value. When it's handed to you like this, we're not going to see the price of silver drop to nothing. It's not going to fade away. It's been around for thousands of years. Gold too. If you're thinking of buying, this is the time to get into your portfolio while you have this value opportunity. Whether it be an RRSP, whether you want to buy it in a registered account such as a RIF, a Lira, a spousal RSP for your husband or wife. If you want to put it into a tax-free savings account, we can help you do that. We can also help you to get it delivered. We can send it home to you. No matter where you are in the world listening to this show, we can deliver to you. We can also take care of that bullion for you, help you to store it, give you a place to come visit it, see your bullion, be able to add to it and subtract to it in our depository accounts. And at the end of the day, if you're looking for a real bang on your dollar, try our margin accounts. We can tell you about our power margin accounts where you can tie your TFSA into a margin account. Lots of great options, but you've got to get started. And the point to do that is to simply listen to you, John, with the number, mm-hmm. go to the website. one eight seven seven eight silver is that number. Darren, guildhallwealth.com. Paul. The interesting thing is, I mean, uh, three weeks ago, silver was trading at $18.60. We're trading at sixteen twenty-seven. Uh, I think you're going to see that eighteen sixty return. You know, that's going to be in a two to three weeks, I think, even in a month, that's a 12.5% return. So it's a, you know, it's a great time to get in. You know, if you've got your money sitting in a savings account, you know, you're making uh, virtually no interest. Um, gold and silver has always been a, a safe haven to store your wealth. Yes, it goes up. Yes, it goes down. But there is more upside right now than there is in downside. We've had a retracement in gold and silver. It's bottomed. So in my opinion, I think you're going to see a terrific move up. Um, whether you want to buy a physical, take it home, whether you want to buy a physical product, put it in the depository, buy physical, put it in a registered account. At Guildhall, we only sell physical product. We are not in the securities business. We don't sell equities. We don't sell stocks. We don't sell ETFs. We don't sell paper. We don't sell certificates. We don't sell futures or options on futures. You're buying the physical product. When you own physical, when you can touch it, you own it. It can't be taken away. Paper can be depreciated very, very quickly. And that's what we've seen in, in the market in the last three weeks. It's not the physical product that's being sold. It's paper that who knows whether it even exists. Mm. But the physical product, you take it home for every 100 ounces you buy, 
through the e-store today, you're going to get one ounce of silver completely free of charge. one silver online to guildhallwealth.com. As Darren mentioned, the precious metal advisor. I know, Darren, you often talk about, too, just matching it up with maybe a, a diamond and some silver together as uh, somewhat of a combo is always a good idea, too, right? Combos are a great idea, John, because that's really for somebody that doesn't know what they want or is uncertain about what kind of product they want or, more importantly, is looking to stack different types of products for mm-hmm. different reasons. That's where you would uh, entertain the idea of adding a combo to your holdings. And of course, uh, combos come in many flavors. We have different types, 50, 100, 200 ounce combos. And we do have gold combos as well, which are a real popular item. And uh, all of that is available on our e-store simply by browsing uh, guildhallwealth.com or guildhallpreciousmetals.com. You can go there directly and of course add that from the comfort of your home or wherever you are. But... um, When we look at this week and the week that was, a couple of key takeaways that we want people to leave today's shows with. Number one, you have to find value when you're investing. So if you already believe in the story of silver and gold, then this should be a no-brainer for you. These pullbacks in this market, uh, which do come more frequently before a big bull market happens, uh, are real value opportunities for you as an investor, whether you use them or not wholly up to you. Secondly, let's remember the importance of diversification. We want to take our money and we want to spread it out as much as possible to have great markets uh, being covered. And that's where if an investor is coming to us and says, we have fifty, sixty, dollars $100,000 to spend, um, then I would suggest that they consider owning a color diamond with their gold and silver. Well, the thing is as well, everybody has you know, life insurance, home insurance, car insurance. A natural fancy color diamond is an insurance policy. It's a legacy. Um, You know, since they've been keeping records for the last 40 years, they've never, ever dropped in price. So it's a safe, safe investment. It's a there is it's a diminishing market. There is no new mines on board for colored diamonds. There's no turnkey operations where you just go in, turn the key, and out comes you know colored diamonds. It takes millions of years to produce a colored diamond. Now, to produce the type of diamond that we look for is like a needle in a haystack, and that's what we bring to our clients. We bring the finest colored diamonds of the best clarity, the best color, to you, and the, and unbelievable cuts. Whether you're looking for a, a brilliant a round cut pear shape, marquee cut, emerald cut, we bring to you incredible diamonds that will increase in value. You just have to buy them, put them away, or even put them into a piece of jewelry that you're going to get the pleasure of wearing an investment that will increase at the same time as you that you wear it. And we're happy to help you, whether it's a pendant, whether it's earrings, whether it's a diamond ring, we will help you and design any piece for you. And That's a no charge to design that, but there is a charge to manufacture, and we do it at a wholesale. So this is a great opportunity to get into the market, go to our website, look at our colored diamonds, make an appointment, come in and see them. One eight seven seven eight silver online guildhalldiamonds.com is the website. Darren, wrap it up. Before we end this week's show, I'd be remiss if I didn't say happy Mother's Day to every mom out there who works harder than anyone I know. They've got the toughest job, and sometimes we need to take a few minutes as family members, as husbands, as sons, as daughters, to think about what they go through every day. So we just want to wish every mom out there a happy Mother's Day. And if you're celebrating, be careful while you're out there. We're glad that you listened. We're happy to have you back, and we look forward to speaking with you next show. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com, the precious metal advisor, the investor kit, and, of course, your registered funds, RRSPs, RESPs, lifts, rifts, liras, TFSAs. You can do it all with physical metals. Just call the guys at the shop anytime. And a reminder as well, when you're shopping through the e-store, for every 100 ounces of silver purchased, you'll get another ounce, courtesy of Guildhall. Some conditions apply. Till next time, The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640.